discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. A nice evening to all of you. I hope you've had some rest. It's been a long day, isn't it? So we're having just a quick service um, to honor God. Yes, it's important we meet to honor God. Hallelujah. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And every time we gather, we are gathering unto him. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we have to hear your word. Thank you that your word proceeds with, with great grace. Thank you for great favor. Thank you for your blessings, your goodness that we enjoy in this new year of exceeding fruitfulness and great multiplication. Thank you that we are advancing on every side. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness and with great joy, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may take your seats in heavenly places. You are welcome to church once again. I started sharing with you on our year of Exceeding fruitfulness and great multiplication, isn't it? Yes. The Lord says this year He's going to multiply us greatly. He's going to cause us to bear fruits exceedingly. Genesis chapter 17, verse 6. God told Abraham that He, he said, I'll bless you. King James, please. He says, And I'll make you exceeding fruitful. God is the one who makes it. You must settle in your heart. Honestly, you. There are a lot of Christians who hang around in the house of God and are in church because of association. Some are in church because of association. Some are in church um, because it is what they grew up doing. Do you see, they grew up in the house of God. So it's like it's one of the things that we do, that on a Sunday morning or during the week you, you go to church. Okay. Various reasons. Various reasons. And they never take God seriously. No pastor can help you. No prophet can help you. They have their place. But the one who can help is God. And you must learn to take God at his word. Okay? You must learn to take God at his word. You must learn to recognize the fact that God is what you need. Without God, you can't, nothing can happen in your life. It is God who makes you. I will make you exceeding fruitful. I will make you. Not, not someone else. Not the government. Not your uncle. Not your auntie. Not your business. Some people believe in their business more than they believe in God. 
And, and yet some people believe in prayer more than they believe in God. Yes. Some people believe in prayer. You'll be shocked. Yes. More than they believe in God. In the God who answers the prayer. Yes. They believe in church more than they believe in God. You'll be shocked. You see, and it's, it's seen in, sometimes some people say, oh, I've prayed about this thing. Uh, you know, I keep praying. I keep pr-. who, who are you praying to? Are you praying to us? It's like, oh, I'm praying about it. You know, one pastor was looking for a venue for five years. He spent five years looking for a venue. And whenever you ask him, have you found any? Oh, I'm still praying about it. Oh, I'm still praying about it. What's going I'm still praying about it. I'm praying about it. It's like, it's a, some, it's like, hey, uh, it sounds spiritual. That's the prayer. I'm praying about it. Some people believe in prayer more than, they believe in fasting. More than they believe in the God who answers the prayers, the prayers that you're praying during the fast. It's as though if I fast and pray, all the things will run away, all the things will go away. But that is not it though. God's word, God and his word is more important. You can fast without the word and you are just starving yourself. You are in a serious starvation season. Are you in the church? Deep call it unto deep. Until you start getting deep with God, you will not get some things from the Lord. You see, if my conversation, as long as my conversation with you is, how are you? How are you doing? I hope everything is good. And then so everything is fine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. We'll talk later. As long as your, your conversations with someone is hello, hi, you will never get anything deep from the person. Deep only calls onto deep. When you start talking about things that are affecting you and things that are worrying you, then you will get a deep response from the one you are seeing it to. As long as you are casual with your pastor, you will get, you will get casual things. I don't know if I'm making sense. As long as you, you are relating on a certain level, how are you? Oh, how are you doing? I'm fine. Wow, it's good to see you. God bless you. That's it. Someone can be in the church for five years, and that will be the conversation all the time. Have you seen something before? How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm doing very well. Wow, it's good to see you. God bless you. If you don't come and sit down and say, Pastor, something is dimina. Something is worrying me. I'm not doing so well. I feel. I feel very, I feel angry with God. I feel like I've served God for a very long time and nothing is really showing for, my, for me in my life. I keep making mistakes. I keep getting into trouble. I keep failing. I, on, until you start talking like that, you are not ready to hear your pastor say something deeper. If you don't bring deep things, you will, get, you will not get deep things. Or, same with God. As long as you are not getting deeper with God. Yes, some people think that God does not know them. So when they are praying, someone, well, you know, some two kids were praying to God. I think they had misplaced, uh, I think they had misplaced some money, you know, and then they decided they looked for it, they couldn't find it. So they decided to pray to God. Then they, they closed their eyes to pray. And one of them prayed audibly. And he said, God, if you give us the money, we'll give everything to you. Then, his friend pulled his dress and said, what are you doing? Then he opened his eyes and said, 
I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying to you. I'm deceiving him. I'm deceiving him. Don't worry. Hey! That is how a lot of people behave with God. You are deceiving God. <laughs> so there are some things that are going by you. It's like you can't express yourself with God. You know, God knows what is going on with you. The earlier you start mentioning some things, the better it will be for you. Are you understand what I'm, I'm talking about? Deep collect unto deep. Psalm 42 verse 7. At the noise of thy water sprouts, all thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. There's the, God is there. are deeper things with God. You can walk with God in a deeper dimension. For him to appear to say to you that I will make you fruitful. I mean, God can tell you personally. Personally, on a personal level. In your meditation, the Lord will just talk to you personally that this is what I'm doing for you. Yes. And it becomes a personal word, not a general word. Are you getting it? Yeah. There was a day I was sitting, some, I was praying, 3 a.m. I started praying. I think I couldn't sleep, so I just woke up and decided to pray instead of look, watching Facebook and WhatsApp and all of that. I decided to pray and to read my Bible. So as I was praying, I started reading. Then I, I was reading Galatians, Galatians chapter 1, all the way to chapter 3. Then I saw a verse in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 and 29. Look at Galatians 3, 28 and 29. There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither born nor free, there's neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ, Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see this verse? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's Logos. But it came to me as Rema. God spoke to me personally, on a personal level, and told me that you are the seed of Abraham. The heaven and the earth is yours. You cannot go down. You cannot be born. God told me personally. We can stand here and confess it and say it to you. And you, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean much to you. You can even say it. You can say it one million times. I was listening to someone, one, one gentleman's testimony some few minutes ago. You know, this guy, uh, I think he was healed about 15 years ago. He had a growth on his chest was very small, or, no, at his back or his chest, one of them. It was very small and then it grew and became like this. It was his chest. You've seen that testimony. He's now a pastor preaching, yes. I was just watching him. Grew to become like this. And he said that he's, he, he read this, he spoke this, this, this Bible verse. By his stripes we, we are healed or were we healed. He said he spoke he mentioned it to himself one million 473 something, something, time, 1036 times. Yeah, he recorded how many times he said it. But it didn't make any difference in his life. Yes, because it had not come to him as revelation. Even though he was saying it to himself, it hadn't crossed his mind that Jesus has really taken away the sickness and that he must learn to receive the healing. Just receive the... If you say by his stripes you are healed, what are you still sitting there for? Act healed. Behave. So he was saying it, but he wasn't. He hadn't received the healing yet. I see what I'm talking about. So the thing can be very tricky. You can be. You can even become angry with God. Oh God, I've been doing. I've been serving you for a long time. I've been. You've not really gotten deeper as you're supposed to. Yeah. It has to become personal. It has to become personal. Until you sit down and ask God what He wants you to do, and stop using your mind. You have a very long journey to go. You can go up, but you will come down one of these days. That's the truth, though. It is his will that stands. Not what you think or what you will. Jesus said, not my will, 
but your will. Yeah. God says, I will make you fruitful. It is my will to make you fruitful. Hmm? Yeah. I will make you, not what, what you think, but I will make you. Hallelujah. So, I feel this year you should take God on a personal level. Yes. Decide to go all personal with God. Yeah. Decide to go all personal. Tell your neighbor, decide to go all personal with God. No generalization. Hey. Mm. No generalization, no. You need to take God seriously, personally. I will make you fruitful. What a blessing. I will. Many other plants. Hmm? In a man's heart. But it is the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Show us that verse. It is the counsel of the Lord that man has plants. Have you had plants before? Yes. There are many devices in a man's heart. Many plants. Many plants. Ask your neighbor, have you had plans before? <laughs> you have plans. You have plans. Many plans. If, if this happens, and have you, ever, have you ever done business before? And you, start, you count your, all your eggs before they hatch. Oh, well, this is both take it, and then this one will, and then this one will bring the money, and then this one, and I'll make a million dollars. Anyone there? We humans keep brainstorming. Proverbs 19.21 message. We humans keep brainstorming options and plans. But God's purpose prevails. So you better get involved in God's purpose. I mean, what do you, what do you want in my... What do you want from me, God? What do you think? Uh, you are better off. You see, me, I have plans of being a businessman. I mean, all this ministry, whatever, thing, I mean, all coming to eat offerings and all of those things. I don't want anybody to say anything about me. You know, I want to live an honest life. As though ministry is not an honest life. <laughs> Forex, you know. Forex and things, they are all there. I had plans. But the Lord showed me. As I sought the Lord concerning, you must, you must learn to do that too. You must learn to go fasting and praying to know what God wants you to do. Not, what, not you bringing your plans all the time. Every year you bring your plans for God to bless and it's not working and you keep going along that same line. Slap your neighbor and say, what is wrong with you? Hey! <laughs> yeah! Hey, you, I don't know if you've noticed, like, it's not working. I'll sell, I'll sell tomatoes and I'll add pepper to it. I noticed that last year when I was selling tomatoes, there were no, there were no accompaniments to it. So this year I'm going to add pepper and I'll add onions to it so that you, someone can wash it up when the person comes to me. You, are, you, are, you add ginger to it. So I can taste nice. I'm a one-stop shop. <laughs> wow. We humans keep... It's sad. My wife was talking to one pastor, you know, who has been in assistant for some time, and it's like that things are not working in a certain way. One pastor said, they say, I'm not sowing any seed. The person didn't sow a seed last year. We were talking about it. She didn't sow a seed last year. I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm sowing seeds. I'm not seeing anything. 
I've closed, so it's finished. <laughs> Meanwhile, God has been very good to that person. Huh? Yeah. Amazingly. Hmm? Their wisdom is small. These are pastors. Yeah. These are pastors. They think they are serving me. You are not serving me. You are serving Jesus Christ. When you meet him and he starts lashing you, it's up to you. And you can meet him at any time, any point in time. He can decide that this year of fruitfulness, your fruitfulness is that you should die and come. Ah! Paul said to die is gain. It's great gain to die. All this dollar rise, fuel prices, all those things to just end for you. You'll be walking on the streets of gold. You don't like streets of gold. You don't like streets of gold. Philippians chapter 1 verse 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's gain. It's a lot of gain. And he said, I, I'm, I'm in a straight between two. Next verse. I don't know which one to choose. Whether to, he says, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I, I, I know not. Next verse, verse 23. For I am a, in a straight between two. Or, or I'm in a decision making, whatever, between two things. Whether to having a desire to depart. And to be, with, to be with Christ, which is far better. Far what? Better. If you're a Christian and you die, it's far better. So maybe the Lord will decide that mm, this year of what? Exceeding fruitfulness is your year to come back to the, to the Lord, to me. And when you go, you go and ask him. You go and you answer questions. Yes. <laughs> you like my message or don't like my message? So, decide. Decide. Tell me about decide. decide. That you're going to walk with the Lord. Yes, on a personal level. Yeah. Because abiding in Him is what makes things work for you. Do you remember? Yes, I was talking about it. Just a few hours ago, I was talking about it. John chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus said, I am the vine. My father is a husband. I'm the true vine. And my father is a husbandman or the farmer. Next verse. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. More fruit. Next verse. Now you are clean to the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse 4. Abide in me. Stay in me. Think about me. Go with me. You want to be fruitful? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Don't come with your plans. Abide in me. Ask me what I should do for you. Or ask me what I want for you. I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man. The things which God has in store for them that love him. He has things in store for you. Not you having things in store for yourself. Abandon those dreams and those things. The earlier you do and pick up his dream and his ambitions, the better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you think? Abandon those things. Abide in me. And I in you. And you shall bear fruit. Go back to that place. John 15, verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot. Can what? Do you think he's joking? Ask your neighbor, do you think he's joking? What do you think? Do you think he's serious? I think he's serious. Jesus is serious. 
Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Your fruitfulness on all sides is dependent on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Personal relationship. You are not reading the Bible for anybody. Don't wait for us to ask you, well, have you done your quiet time? What are you talking about? I thought you were interested in being fruitful. Who should come and ask you about doing your quiet time? If you won't do it, stop. Hey. Yeah. Who, should, who should? You want someone to come and tell you? How precious it is for God to speak to you every morning. He wakened my ear morning by morning. He wakened my ear morning. He tells you things every morning. That will encourage you. And take away all the depression. And all the challenges of this life. And give you direction and guidance you don't like. Hey. Ask your neighbor, hey. What are you talking about? You want someone to say it before you do it. Look for that verse. He wakened my ear morning by morning. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is, of, is weary. He wakened morning by morning. He wakened mine ear to hear us the learned. Every morning he wants you to hear from him. Yes. Because there are things he has in store for you during that day. There's God abiding in him. That is where your fruitfulness is. The meditation. That is where your fruitfulness is. The tongues that you are supposed to speak and the confession you are supposed to make. That is, that is, that is what brings you fruitfulness. Learning to obey him. Hmm? If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The way to eat the good of the land is to be willing and obedient. Be obedient to God. Be willing. You know, some, people don't, some people are not willing, but they are obedient. Ken Hagen was obedient, but he was not willing. So God showed him the scripture in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 and told him, be willing. You know, he was obeying God, but he, he, he didn't his imagination of good, of what God could do for him, was very small. Do you get it? I mean, oh, if, if only God can give me a hundred dollars during the week, it, it will be fine. I don't know if you've seen some of those people. They're afraid of abundance because of the scripture in, in Proverbs chapter 30. And is it Proverbs chapter 30 or 31? Lord, don't bless me too much. Lest I forget about you. Have you read that, that verse before? It's in the Bible. Look for it. It's, it's there. Either Proverbs 30 or 31, one of them. Ah, chapter 30, verse, go, go up, verse 8. Remove far from me, the, me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Have you seen? Give me neither what? Feed me with food convenient for me. <laughs> lest I be fool and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. So just put me in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and some people believe this is it. This is their prayer in their life. How about John chapter 10, verse 10? The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come. This is Jesus himself. This one is someone's prayer. But I am come that you, you might what? Have life and have it what? Amplified says it. Amplified, I can't hear it. Says it nine. Let's let's read that one. So you must be willing. Oh. <laughs> I came that they may have and enjoy life, 
and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Yeah. Ephesians 2.10. How about that one? Look at Ephesians 2.10. Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. For what purpose? That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned before and for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. There's a good life for you to live. Made ready for you to live. Beautiful things. Nice things. Having super abundance. My God, by my God, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Eh? How about those verses? How about Genesis chapter 13, verse 2? Look at Genesis 13, verse 2. How about those ones? Eh? And Abraham was very rich in cattle. Do you understand very rich? This is not in the middle. Don't make me poor, make me rich. This is very rich. Oh, you don't like this one. So if you are not, the Christians who are not willing... It's when we talk about exceeding fruitfulness. They are thinking small. Very, very small. That is why the first point is desire. Desire. You, you, the, you will give the king's desire, his desire to him. Amplified. Now, Abraham was extremely rich in livestock. He's showing you physical things. In livestock and in silver and in gold. Message. Let's look at Message. By now, Abraham was very rich, loaded with cattle. Say, I'm loaded. loaded. Some people are not willing. You see, their willingness is not there. So when can he was told by God, be willing? On a personal level, as he was talking, because he was struggling. He was doing everything, he was struggling. It wasn't easy for him. He said, you see, he was not under the barrel. You know, there's 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 an American term that you are almost... uh, uh, you are, they have this poverty statement. So, not rock bottom, something barrel. And maybe like you are close to the barrel or something like that. Bottom of the bar. No, there's another one. But he said he, the barrel was on top of him, rolling him. I mean, the barrel was, I mean, the barrel was just, it was a problem for him. Yeah. Barely getting, getting by. Barely getting by. Are you in the church? He said immediately God said that to him. He became willing. He told God, I am willing now. I am willing now. Because God told you, you are, you are obeying, but you are not willing. Yeah. So for some, sometimes your own is willingness. Sometimes your own is obedience. Only God can tell you. I can't tell you. For some, it's obedience. You, you, you've not learned to obey God and his word. Do you see now, because I'm saying this, I want to continue with the points that I gave to you yesterday. What was the first point? To all-round fruitfulness. Take these things I'm saying to you seriously. As we started the year, I may end up preaching about 300 messages this year. In every year, I preach about 300 messages. Yes. Yes. If you put Wednesday services together, with Sunday services together, with special meetings, camp meetings, conferences, whatever, I may preach about 300. 200 to 300 messages, or even more than 300 messages. Do you see? Many things. But inside the 300 messages, there's a word for you. Personal. Hey! If you will catch it, you will be surprised. Yeah. 
What was the first point again? Identify what? The areas of barrenness and desire fruitfulness. So that's the first thing. You want to bear fruit, identify the area of barrenness that you, you, you notice. Fruitlessness. Maybe you are okay, spiritually speaking. There's spiritual fruitfulness, isn't it? Or barrenness. You notice that you are spiritually, you are bearing fruit. Like the fruits of the Spirit are working in your life. You are flowing. But even if that is even there, you will not have a problem in the other ones. But sometimes there is. Because you may have missed that on something. Maybe you realize you're okay on that level. But when it comes to the, the fruits of the body, when it comes to your health, your health is in great turmoil. Today, you have this. Tomorrow, you have this. Today, this one, your nose is spinning. Tomorrow, your mouth is cro- getting becoming crooked. The next time, your ear has, there are some things that are coming out of your, your ear. The next time, your kidney is not behaving the way it's supposed to. The next time, your bladder is misbehaving. Uh, have you seen some before? Yeah, one person, you'll be shocked. <laughs> one pastor told his wife, I am tired. I am tired of you saying my hair is paining me. And my day is paining me. And my heart is beating too fast. And my stomach, it's like the digestion is not going. This day, every time there's something wrong with, with you, I'm tired. <laughs> hey. So maybe you realize that the, the fruit of your body is not working. Fruitfulness in your body is not working. In your health. You see, yes, children. All those things. Desire fruitfulness. Notice the area of bad. You have to notice it. You have to learn to sit down and consider your ways. Hmm? Consider what? Yeah, it's also in the Bible. Consider your ways. Consider. Am I? Paul said, if we learn to judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. You must have a retreat or you must have a morning devotion where you are just judging yourself. You are just sitting down, thinking. Am I on the right path? Am I a thief? Am I into stealing? Do I have I been robbing God? You think God is joking when He says you have robbed me? He's not joking. Maybe you check, you realize that your tight about seven is missing. Last year, seven. I was looking at someone's tight record. Only two came. The whole year. Two. One, two. March and uh, August. eh? March and August. March and August. March, he gave a certain amount. August, he gave a certain amount. It's like January, he didn't get anything. February, he didn't get anything. The financial year had closed. March and August. You must learn to consider your ways and judge yourself. First Corinthians eleven thirty one. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. If let, Let's read other versions. Maybe you don't understand judge. He's talking about considering your ways. Learning to... Eh? If we, are, if we were true judges of ourselves... Punishment will not come on us. Other versions. If we would examine ourselves. So learn to examine your fe- yourself. There are retreats you can, you can have. A, you are just examining yourself. Finding out. I mean, Lord, what, what am I doing that you don't like? <laughs> I'm going to show you. It's one of my points. That's why I'm, it's like I'm talking along these lines. 
For if we searchingly examined ourselves, detecting our shortcomings and recognizing our own condition, we should not be judged and penalty decreed by the divine judgment. Hmm? Yes. You must learn to judge yourself, examine yourself. And know where you are falling short. Sometimes even when God is speaking to you about, even when you are judging yourself, you are not so true to yourself. Do you get it? You are not so true. I mean, I don't know where the insincerity is coming from. Who are you hiding a thing from? One day God was talking to me. You know, I was looking at a certain preacher who was doing a certain kind of work. You know, very nice, beautiful work. And I was, I was admiring it. But I noticed that in my heart, I didn't. It's like I had a certain negativity in my heart about what he was doing. And the Lord brought it up. And I said, oh, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh, it's not true. I'm girls giving you it's not true. And the Lord said, Charlie, check that it's, it's true. I said, hey, hey it's true. <laughs> it's true. How, how will I do it? I'm sorry. It's not like you don't, it's like when God is even telling you that thing, it's like, oh, God is telling you, you're giving, there's something wrong with your giving. You don't really give your best. You want it to be stolen. Sometimes God will tell you, give this. You, you are telling you, ah, it's the devil who is talking to me. Then later on, it is stolen. Yeah. If you had given it, you have gotten more or something out of it. <laughs> yes, you fight that. Look at this. Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Next verse. And see if there's any wicked or hateful way in me. And lead me in the way of the way everlasting. Search me. Yeah. Examine yourself. Do you see? Yes. So where am I? Why are you fruitless? Desire fruitfulness. Desire is good enough. Tell me about desire is good enough. What, what you desire is what will come to you. Yeah. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Look at Mark 11 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. It's like God is interested in answering your desire. Do you see? Good desire, of course. You are desiring another man's wife. How can that be? How can that be from God? Someone's wife is your desire. And you are kneeling down, Lord. Oh, Lord. It's me again. If only you give me this lady. Ah, what kind of wickedness is that? Covetousness is desiring for another man's things. That's covetousness. And it is idolatry, isn't it? The Bible always says covetousness, which is idolatry. All the time. My wife showed me that verse. I read it. I didn't see it. One day she said, hey, I've seen this. I said, hey, it's true. Covetousness, which is what? Idolatry. You want to know idolatry? Is directly proportional or is equal to <laughs> idolatry in the New Testament is equal to, and not only that, it has been from age old, is equal to covetousness. What is covetousness? 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Multiply therefore the members which are upon the earth, fornication, cleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Yes. Yes. And greed, this is what, GNT, good news. You must put to death then the earthly desires at work in you. So they are earthly desires. There's no every desire that is from God. God answers the desires that he has put there or that you have for him and his things. Not the other ones. You are designed for someone's iPhone. Or you are designed for an iPhone. So strongly that you are ready to do anything for it. You are ready to take, uh, go, and, go and be with someone's husband for it. You are ready to be with a, a boy you've known, you don't know from anywhere. I mean, when they release the iPhones, there are memes around what the ladies would do. You see various pictures. Someone will do this, someone will do that, someone will do this, for the iPhone to come. Hey. That's not what you are talking about. Evil desire, earthly desire at work in you, such as sexual immorality, indecency, lust, evil passions, and greed for greed. For greed is a form of idolatry. Greed. Do you understand greed? We, we need dictionary. Hmm? Because you may, be, you may be greedy and not even know it. A greedy child of God. A child of God who has greed written on his forehead. Marching in the hordes of the devil. Of greed. And you don't even know it. Hey, it is called what? Idolatry. Can we, what, what does it mean, greed? Greed. I don't know if you like my message or don't like my message. You love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's Intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. Have you? <laughs> wealth, power, or food. Food. Intense what? Desire. Intense and selfish desire. Intense and selfish desire. Uh-huh. Do, do you understand it? It's like if I don't get this thing, I'm not going to be okay. Yeah. That's not what we are talking about. Excessive desire to acquire or possess more, especially more material wealth than one needs or deserves. Needs or deserves. Food. Sex. You are not satisfied. Hey. Hmm. So that's what we are talking about. We are talking about desiring fruitfulness. The will of God. Do you see? Having intense desire. Because your desire is what God will give to you. Remember, God is into ask, giving you what you can ask or think. That's what I'm talking about. Godly desire. He's able to give to you whatever you can ask. Or think. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Look at Ephesians 3, 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Whatsoever you ask or think. So God is into doing what you, you think. Yes. Not anything. That's what I'm trying to. It's, it's terms and conditions apply. T's and, T and C's apply. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? We are talking about godly desire. Godly things that you think. Why do you want to get the $200 million? 
so that you can buy Bugatti. <laughs> so when God blesses you, when you're like that, eh? well, as soon as you get the blessing, you buy, you buy a curse for yourself. You receive a blessing, then you get a curse as inheritance. You buy a house you can never keep. You think buying a house is, is the only thing. You need to keep it. Yeah. I was being told about a certain house that needed an injection. The house needed an injection. The injection, injection was about 150,000 cities about four years ago. Yeah. You think it's a joke? Hey. So, first point is what? I'm just trying to get to continue, but it's not working. <laughs> Next point is what? Identify what? Your rights. To fruitfulness. Fruitfulness is your right. And we mentioned that as what? A, you are created to be fruitful. B, you are redeemed to be fruitful. C, you are ordained to be fruitful. E, you are commanded to be fruitful. A. A, B, C, D, you are commanded to be fruitful. I didn't do mine well. That's why I said it was six. I, me- I went from C to E. Fruitfulness. I'm just going multiplication. You are commanded to be fruitful, that's the, and then E is, you are blessed to be fruitful, isn't it? And I spoke about that on, uh, just a few hours ago. And then, number three is what? Point number three is what? Identify your God-appointed place of worship, because your fruitfulness is dependent on where God has planted you. It's God who plants you. Yes. Hmm? God plants you somewhere. He plants you by a riverside. Second Samuel, you remember? Chapter 7, verse 10. Second Samuel 7, 10. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. I mean, there's a church where I'm supposed to be in that you move no more. <laughs> not you are here after five years, you get offended and you leave because of something that happened or did not happen. What you thought happened. <laughs> because of offense or bitterness or what you think what you think happened that did not happen hmm. plant yourself because God's blessings is, di- is directed towards those who are planted hmm? Psalm 92 verse 12 all these things were mentioned isn't it the righteous like, shall flourish like the palm tree every righteous child of God has a destiny of flourishing Yes, you are like a plant. Your destiny is to flourish. That is it. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Next verse. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our God. It is those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Joke with it, they jokes with you. Refuse to be moved. There are winds that blow every year in every ministry. <laughs> some winds blew last year. Some people couldn't stay. Yeah. One, one, someone was trying to do something that was not right. And was insisting on it for so long that I got fed up. Because I'd said it. I, I decided not to say anything. So I became quiet. Then, later, I came back and I said, this thing is not right. Because the person was moving around saying that, oh, it's, uh, I've confirmed whatever I said. It's not, I'm not, please, I'm not, I've not said anything. You said you wanted it so badly that I, you, you compelled me to be quiet. So I've been quiet. It's not that I'm happy about it, but I'm not happy about it. 
And if you are not happy about it, I'm leaving the church. So the person is not in the church anymore. Yeah, because of what he or she, he, she wants. He, she, he, she is a he, she. Yeah. A wind just blew the person out. The wind can come. You see, I mentioned foxes. Those of you who are shepherds, I mentioned foxes, giants, lions, teddy bears. <laughs> teddy bears. There are teddy bears that take people away from church. Teddy bears. <laughs> when David was keeping the flock, a bear came. A bear is a teddy bear. Terry Terry's. <laughs> a bear is someone soft and cuddly. Very nice, but very dangerous. You just do the spot and your head will be off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A boy or a girl. Those are teddy bears. <laughs> Have you seen a lady who has fallen in love before? When you say anything, the person that's not here. If you're a lady here, it's a wind. It's a wind that blows. There's a teddy bear coming. Decide that you're not allowed that terry, 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 the terry bear to take you away. Hallelujah. So be planted. Tell anybody be planted. Point number four, right? Yeah, what was it? Identify the prophet of God that God has given to you and what? And receive from them. Hey. God gives you a prophet. Though. I spoke about it. Then number six, number six or five. Which one are we on? Five. Number five is what? Identify the changing times and seasons. And plug in because you are changing times and seasons. You come to church, you realize that we are not talking about something. We are talking about something or just flow. Okay? Yes. I spoke about it the last time, so I'm not going to continue. Then number six is what? Okay, so number six. Identify what God delights in and delight in the same. Identify what God delights in and delight in the same. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Identify what God delights in or what God likes. And like the same thing. Because you know your fruitfulness is from him. What he likes, you like. What he doesn't like, you decide that I also don't like. Or is it too complicated to understand? Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So you, you are not going to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You decide that all those ungodly friends who, ungod- who give you ungodly counsel, and inspire you to ungodly things, you are not going to relate to... Everybody has friends who are into certain things. Work colleagues who are into humanizing. I have, I have a set of friends who are into humanizing. My wife knows them. Set of... They, that is, that's what they are into. Real humanizing. I've been advising them for years. I've preached to them for about 20 years. It has not worked, so... <laughs> I mean, I don't relate much. Maybe once, I saw one after about 15 years. Yeah, he hasn't stopped. Oh. Hey, there be there. <laughs> yeah. I have a set of friends who are into work. You see, they, they like to work. Like God is like, what's, what's all this work? God, my friend, let's work. Yeah. Big business people. Controlling money all over the place, but God, yeah, they don't like. Yeah, I have that set as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? What set do you have? You can have a set of weed smokers. <laughs> a set of betites. People are into betting. 
a set of friends who don't who are atheists. You see, yeah. I mean, what this check check things like, well, you are, you are, we, are, we are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. You have a set of party boys and party girls. Do you like? I don't know if you like what I'm saying. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Like that is the, what they say is what you do. You walk in it. This is your walk. Instead of walking with God, you are walking in their counsel. What they say is what you do, not what God says. You are in church, oh. but the one, the people who's like what you are functioning by, the words you are functioning by are the words of ungodly people. As for the church, there you will come. But what is in your mind and in your heart? And what you are living, functioning by. You are functioning by your own things, by the things of the, those people. Identify what God, that's what, dislikes. Delighting. And delight yourself in the same. Nor standard in the way of sinners. You and sinners are in the same way, the way that sinners pass. That is, you are in the same queue. When you do, I'll also follow. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Hey! Hebrews. You can call Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7. And of the angels, he said, Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? A flame of fire. But unto the Son, he said, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Except of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Verse 9. Thou hast loved righteousness. And hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. There are some Christians who go very far, far with sin. And they, they, they test God. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. You're a child of God. Though. You love God. Though. But you can't stop the sex. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> The sex is nice for you. you I, I don't know if there are many children of God sitting in churches. Many. Small boys and girls. One day I met some two people here. One, yes, two people. I think they are both in universities. University or something. I think the girl is in university somewhere and the boy is in university here. You know, and the girl had come from that university and had come to a car to come and visit this boy. You know, so missionary. So <laughs> I was, I was talking to them. And the guy came to introduce the girl to me. I said, oh, hello, how are you? I said, then I started probing first. I said, oh, so where are you coming from? He said, oh, I'm from Kumasi. I said, oh, okay, you are welcome to Accra. So, so where are you living? Then he said, oh, I'm living with him. I said, I don't understand. You are living with him, how? Then the guy started, he's like, um, we're in the same room in his hostel. I said, hey, Eh. Yeah, it's, it's, that is what is happening. Pre-wedding photo shoot. <laughs> hey. The guy is in church. Someone went for the 31st service night in one of our churches. As, we, as the pastor was preaching, or as I was preaching, I was the one preaching. As I was preaching, he took his phone out of his pocket. When he took his phone out of his pocket, a condom dropped. 
and then he quickly took it and then put it back. Thou has it's not for balloon. It's not he's not coming to blow it for balloon. Thou has loved righteousness and hated iniquity. <laughs> Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness about thy fellows. You want to engage in the anointing, you want the thing to work. There are some things that need to drop. You need to allow the Holy Ghost help you drop something. That is the truth. Delight in what God delights in and hate what God hates. That's the truth. You can't be hiding some things. Honestly, it has prevented your progress. It has, listen, it has prevented your progress. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has limited you. The lying has limited you. God delights in meditation. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Eh? Go, go back to that, please. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that does not stand, uh, walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, those who scorn God. Laugh at God. <laughs> oh, it's church. Oh, it's church. It's church, church. Funny things about what is tithing. Oh, it's tithing. All, all these tithing. There are many people in the church. Many people in church. They don't tithe. As though the pastor is chopping your tithe. And now the pastor is asking for the tithe to use it for himself. If you check the churches that tithe, hmm, if you remove the tithe out of the church, the church is finished. Yeah. That is why the devil keeps talking to Christians about it. Because he wants to cripple the church. Yeah. Yeah. You see the seat, the seat you are sitting on? It's very expensive. Very expensive. Yes. You are enjoying air condition. You think it's not money. It's money. Do you know the things we have to pay for and do to be able to get this place air conditioned? Transformer, you know. Do you know tra- Transformer, you know, has to come inside. Armored cables. Transformer. Like you are buying Transformer. Yeah. And you come and say, eh, the church is still hot. The church is still hot. Meanwhile, you're not giving your tithe. How do you want the church to become cool when you're not paying your tithe? You're not giving your tithe. What are you talking about? Where should we find the money from? Do you want me to do blood sacrifice? You should go for a loan. No. No. The church does not function like that. Yeah. If you go for the loan and you don't give, you don't give your offerings, then we are in trouble. You don't, you're not giving offerings. Two CD. Two CD, five CDs. Two CD, five CDs. Two CD, five CDs. Two CD, five CDs. If you have a congregation, a 1,000, and how many churches in Ghana have 1,000 congregation? How many? How many? If you have 1,000 people and everyone is giving five CDs every week, how much is that? That's 5,000 Ghana CDs. Can I even buy four? Can't buy anything. One guitar. Jintai. Do you know Jintai? One Jintai. Guitar. Do you know how much it costs? Microphone. If you want good microphone for you to talk, for people to hear the thing, what without? One day I went to a certain church. When the man left, when you held the microphone, I, I almost lost my hearing. Yeah, I almost lost my, my right hearing. Passed through my ears. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One child lost her hearing in a certain church because of the my yes. It happens a lot. It happens. You, you may not even know your hearing. Your hearing has been. You've lost a certain level of your hearing. Yeah, you don't. You, from where you are coming from, right? you don't know. Yeah. 
The pastor had healing ability, so he, he laid hands and prayed, and the child started hearing once again. That would have been the end. Yeah, the mercy of God. Yes. His delight is in the love of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree. So you must delight in what God delights in. What do you think? It's a, it's a way to truthfulness. God says he's a jealous God. Maybe if not, let me read it to you. Deuteronomy. He's what? A jeal- God has, he's jealous. <laughs> if you don't understand, you can ask it during Acts the altar. I'll explain to you some more. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 24. How, why is God jealous? If you have married before, you know, you know that jealous, jealous in marriage is normal. Yeah. Why should someone share a wife with you? Or someone share a husband with you? Yeah. Every lady wants to have a husband to herself. Is it not true? Ask the wives who are here. How you feel when you hear that your husband is playing around. It's not easy. Some ladies have to go through a lot to stabilize themselves. It's not a joke. It's a very difficult thing. How much more a man, his wife, is being enjoyed by somebody else. That was enjoy the breast of the wife of your youth. And then someone else, you are married though. This is not, the person was there, the person was doing whatever, your wife was doing whatever before you got married. Now that you are, now that you are married, you are mine. You are what? Mine and mine only. And then someone comes and is enjoying your wife. The house boy is enjoying your wife. People have killed. People have maimed. You know, there was, a, there was a, there's a, there's a story online. Maybe you can watch it if you are interested. Of this Brazilian footballer. Okay, very good Brazilian footballer. Who was too jovial. He went to a party. Organized by a friend's parents. And went for, I think, a friend. And they did it in the, in the parents' house. You know, everybody was drinking. The, the girl's mother drank, got boozed, and then went to bed. And this boy climbed into the bed of the woman, okay, and took selfies and video shots lying in bed with the, the friend's mother and posted it that I've slept with your mother. And the, the woman's husband saw it. You know what the woman's husband did? He came, he, so they know, he noticed that the thing was live. So he came, from, I think he was doing it, and he was on night duty. So he came from night duty, he entered the house, went straight to the room, went to meet the guy in the room, half naked. And he took the boy with his, he took the boy, drove him into the forest, and he, he maimed the boy. Eh? He killed him, but before he killed him, he, cast, he took his testicles out, he cut his testicles, all the testicles came out. Cut something, some the tongue, whatever. Did a lot of things to him and killed him. Yeah. For a joke. The guy was joking. Expensive joke. It was all a joke. Who killed the boy? He killed himself. The boy killed himself. How do you play with something like that? Someone's wife. Someone's wife. Are you okay? Someone's wife. Touching someone's wife is like touching the person's heart directly. Or touching the eyes directly. I like you are putting, putting your fingers into the person's eyes. 
and he wants me to just be there and be watching you. No, 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 no. That was what he did to the guy. Proverbs 6.34. Yeah. He, he says you will not, he will not spare you, isn't it? Proverbs 6.34. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He was talking about taking someone's wife. All that verse is about taking someone's wife. Enjoying your wife and not going for someone's wife. He will not regard any ransom. Neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. Someone's wife, you'll be shocked. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. Paul said, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, in that for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. You have a husband, though. His name is Jesus Christ. God is your husband. All of us, whether you're a boy or a girl, God is our husband. Man or woman, God is your husband. And God is a jealous God. Go back to the, the place, Deuteronomy chapter whatever. Deuteronomy what? 434. For the Lord, 424. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire. Even a jealous God. He's what? So you don't share him with any other person. Like God likes your attention. He's a husband. Doesn't want anybody to flirt with you. To text you. To call you at 1 a.m. Baby. Baby. What are you wearing tonight? <laughs> hey, I'm in bed with my husband. Please, go away. That's what you should be saying. If he catches you by the wall, say, away. Away. G-string. No, no, today is F-string. Hey. He says he's a jealous God. He doesn't like sharing you with any other. Eh? God delights in you. He's a jealous God. So don't share him with any other person. I don't know if I'm, I'm making sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the point? Yeah. Don't share this. It's not now that WhatsApp, you, God is sharing you with WhatsApp. And he's competing with WhatsApp for your attention. Competing. Competing all the time. You can't put your data off. To just spend 10 minutes or 20 minutes with God in the morning. Do you see? It's a problem. Don't expect fruitfulness if it's going to be like that. God is a jealous God. Don't be ready to receive calls that will take you away from the presence of God. You say you are spending one hour with God. And as you are there, what are the new ringtones that we have now? Samsung. That's a popular one now. Those times, there was this one. Penny, I don't even know my ringtone now, but I remember that one. Was it Nokia? I think it was Nokia, one of those ones. The popular ones. That was Nokia. As you are praying, Lord, I give you praise. Hala shaka, wasamanama, eyemeno, brastanama. Lord, <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Hello. Oh, me bumpire, me bumpire. I'm praying, I'm praying. I'll get back to you, okay? I'm get, I'll get back to you. Eh. Hey, the money has come. Eh. Okay, I'm coming. 
Don't worry, let's talk. I mean, God is a jealous God. He's sharing you with so many things. Yeah, so many things. Just find what he delights in and delight in the same. It's a, is it too complicated to understand? As simple as that. He delights in souls. Yes. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of, our, of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God wills for all men to be saved. He delights in souls. What do you do? You to delight in souls. Delight where? In souls. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And you see that you are being fruitful. Yeah. You just see that you are being fruitful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number seven. Identify that fruitfulness is a reward for serving God. Identify the fact that, that identify that fruitfulness is a reward for serving God. Fruitfulness is a reward. Hmm? When it comes to the fruit, fruitfulness in the body, Rob says the fruit of the womb is his reward, doesn't it? Psalm 1 to 7, verse 3. Behold, children and heritage from the Lord. Lo, children and heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Have you seen it? The fruit of the womb is what? So it's a reward from the Lord. It's like a gift from God. For your service to him. Hmm? Are you in the church? Exodus 23, verse 25 to 26. Exodus 23, 25. And you shall serve the Lord, your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water. And he will take sickness, sickness away from your midst, the midst of thee. Then he says, There shall nothing cast thy young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of your days I will fulfill. Have you seen it? There shall nothing cast thy young, nor be barren in your land. The number of your days I will fulfill. Identify the fact that fruitfulness is a reward eh, for serving God. You must put yourself in the gear of serving God. What can you do for the Lord? Can you win souls? Win souls. Can you keep, can you keep souls and watch over them as, as a shepherd? Do it. What can you do to serve God? <laughs> Under no circumstance should you remove serving God in your life. You have me. Under no circumstance. I mean, I can talk about, last, last year I spoke about this a lot. But that's the truth. It says, you shall serve and I will bless. Isn't it? Go back to 25. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water. The blessing is as a result of serving him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Have you forgotten that scripture? Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first. <laughs> you will not seek your job first. I will say your job is not important. Emphatically not. But wherever you find yourself, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first 
the kingdom of God. Seek to serve the Lord. Yes, he brought the children of Israel out to serve him. Is that not so? Serve him. In the capacity that God has placed you in. Don't joke with it. And always remember that the reward for serving him is fruitfulness. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. And then he says, there shall nothing cast their young. You will not lose things. Nor be barren. You will be fruitful in your land. And the number of your days are fulfilled. You will be fruitful. You will be fruitful. You will be fruitful. Why? Because you are serving God. And never get tired of serving God. Okay? (laughs) Tell me, but never get tired of serving God. Most of us are young people. When I was 20 years old, God showed me when the, the year that I was going to leave this earth. Mysteriously. I was just sitting in front of my mother's shop, just talking to the Lord, reading a book by Kenneth Hagin. Just praying. Selling tomatoes and things. As I was there talking to the Lord, the Lord showed me. Showed me two things. He showed me congregations. I saw a congregation that from where I was sitting to where the end of the congregation was, you couldn't see. So many. That was the first thing I saw. Then he told me the second thing that this is the time I'll call you if you follow me. It's a condition. If you follow me. <laughs> if you follow me. Then, then he told me that, so don't rush. Yes. Because when I checked, the, it was a very long one. Years and years and years and years. They said to me, don't rush. Follow me step by step. That is why I'm not in a hurry ministry. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm not in a hurry to put signboards anywhere. I'm not in a hurry to, I'm not, I mean, the things that God has told me is not today, so I'm just, I'm just cool. Oh, I'm not, I'm not in a hurry at all. Because God showed it to me. I was just 20 years old. I didn't even know I'll be, I'll be. I didn't even know that was a calling to ministry or anything like that. I, didn't, I had no idea. I mean, I thought I was just seeing something. I was just, I was just it's nice. It's powerful. It's, it's powerful. I, but I didn't think it was something. I was just 20 years old. Yeah. So he told me, don't rush. Where are you going to? Don't rush. Yeah, so I'm not interested in like being known everywhere. I, a bishop, you're coming like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not type of things. I'm not interested. Yeah, it's a very long journey. A very long journey. And it's not easy to stay on top for a long time. Just allow God, let God place you where he wants to place you. I mean, there's no need to rush. Hmm? Kenneth Hagin started his Bible school when he was 57 years old. 57. 57, 5, 7. That was when he started the Bible school. Before 57, he was pastoring here. Do this, do that. Do. 57, God settled him and said, this is what I want you to do. And the Bible school, by the time he died at 86. Let's say 87. 57 to 87, how, much, how many years is that? 30, that's 30 long years of ministry. And those 30 years of ministry took him all around the world. He, he, his books, his tapes went everywhere in the world. Have you seen? You are 25. You want to be known. <laughs> you want to start your own church. <laughs> Instead of sitting and serving. I, I want, you want to be on a billboard. Then you do your hands like this. Oh, yeah. 
with white or you do this. <laughs> Prophet, doctor, doctor, doctor. Borrowed doctors. You are borrowed doctors to your name. The Lord is watching you. You don't need all that. They say empty barrels make the most noise. <laughs> when the devil catches you. <laughs> when the prince of Ghana... <laughs> When the prince, prince of Ghana visits you, then you will see. When the principality of Ghana, the principality in charge of the country, the demonic one, when he visits you, you will see that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Don't be in a hurry. What I'm trying to say is that serving God is a long journey. It's not, you don't serve God today for today. It's like, I'm not seeing anything today, so it's funny. Ah, what is wrong with you? Ask your neighbor, what is wrong with you? I thought you were in love with somebody. Or you are not in love. Hey! You are serving God for a calf. One kid. You are like that brother, that older brother in the house of the, 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 the prodigal son's father. The guy was serving his father, whatever, whatever, for a kid. A small cow. To enjoy. His father said, oh, all the things that are in the house, everything is for you. Everything is for you. We don't serve God for things. We don't serve God for what? We serve God because of our love for him. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, be around. It's because of love. It's not because of something that you will get. That's not the primary thing. Whether you get something or not, you are serving God. Bishop Poirot said, if God says there's no heaven again, I don't care. He's the one I'm following. I'm following. If God says there's no heaven again, I don't care. He's the one I'm following. The one who makes heaven heaven is Him. Yeah. So brace yourself and serve God. Do you understand? It's a long journey. It's a long journey. Serve God. Don't become tired. I've been cleaning the chairs for a long time. Keep cleaning. Don't graduate out of it. Humble yourself. Yeah. I've been preaching for a long time. You think preaching is easy? You think preaching... Come here. Let me give you a microphone right now. Try it. See if you can keep people listening to you for five minutes. Cell meeting. You see how you struggle at cell meeting? Try taking offering. Try taking offerings. Yeah. Uh, the offering is not coming. Yeah. Hey. I, I, I met someone who had preached for about 12 years before I met him. The highest amount of money that he had seen in a year in his life, as of 2019, was 10,000 cities. It was not up to 10,000. Like the whole year's ministry, offering, whatever, whatever, it was not up to 10,000. You think it's a joke? Yeah. 10,000. 12 months. It's not up to 10,000. Yeah. That's why churches can't do much. I don't know if you've noticed that. They can be building a church building forever. Yes. When they started taking the offerings, you were five. Now you are 25. You have married. You have, a, you have, your, you have given birth. <laughs> how it was, how it still is. Have you seen some before? It's all over. Why? It's not a joke. They don't criticize pastors, okay? Bless them rather than criticizing them. It's amazing. Point number one. Which, which one do you want it to be? 
I think I mentioned the last time, identify your word on fruitfulness when it comes and jump in. I mixed it with identify your word on fruitfulness, your rema on fruitfulness when it comes and jump in. Okay? Identify your word on fruitfulness or your, your rema on fruitfulness when it comes and jump in. There's a word for you. Okay? And it's actually John 5, 4, John 7 to 9. I mentioned it last, the last time. I mixed it with the other points, seasons. Then number nine is identify that joy and rejoicing is a spiritual platform for taking delivery of your heritage of fruitfulness. Identify that joy and rejoicing is a spiritual platform for taking delivery of your heritage of fruitfulness. Identify that joy and rejoicing is a spiritual platform for taking delivery of your heritage of fruitfulness. And I explained it to you the last time as well. Isn't it? Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. Rejoice evermore. It's an instruction from the Lord. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice. It's not someone's name. It's not, it's not only someone's name. It is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving is the delivery system that God has created and set in place for you to take delivery of what he has for you. The fruitfulness and the multiplication that we are talking about hinges on a platform called eh, Thanksgiving, rejoicing, learning to rejoice, have a joyful spirit, practice laughing. You are so serious and so concerned about the issues that you are going through so much that you can't laugh. And you are angry at people who laugh and people who are happy. Why why are you happy like that? What is going on? Why? Why? You are not serious. Hey, seriousness is not not equal to having a certain type of face. You are too serious. Joy. Yeah, because the Bible says in Romans chapter 14 verse 17 that the kingdom of God it's not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, joy, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy unless you don't think that the Bible is true. But joy is the platform. I mean, be happy in the midst of the problems. In the midst of the problems. Can you, can you, can you praise God when things are not working? Can you praise God? When you have a miscarriage, you just miscarried. A child you have been waiting for for the last five years. You got pregnant and then you lost it. What's a natural thing to do? (gasps) That's a natural thing to do. (laughs) But rather than crying, start giving thanks. Start rejoicing. It is the delivery system. That's the delivery. You want to get the package you ordered for? The delivery, the one bringing the delivery, the thing, no, is joy. Yes. Rejoicing. There's this popular video around of a lady. It's a, it's a drama. 
they, they called that her, her brother, I think her father or something. And then she started laughing. <laughs> and then the, the person brought the news. Ah, what is wrong with you? Why are you laughing? Then the one on the, on the other side of the phone said, hey, he he's back to life. Oh. And he looks at hey, that thing works. Then she also received a call that her, the, the, her landlord is taking her out immediately. When she called her, she, said, ah, she started laughing. She also started laughing all over the place. Because it is a secret to getting things done. Hannah stood up when she received the word concerning her fruitfulness. And the Bible says that she was no more sad. Her countenance was no more sad. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 11, I think. 17. First Samuel 1, 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and God, the God of Israel, grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let an handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way. She went back and did eat. She was not eating before. She went to, she went to the party. She went to enjoy herself at the party. She did it and her countenance was no more sad. Why? Because she knew that God had spoken to her. So even though she had, she had not conceived, she started by thanking God. It's a key. This, this is what I'm telling you. It's a great key. When the church became, we were praying to God to have 100 people in our church. Most of you, are, most of you who, who were in that church are here. Some of you are here. When we got to 100, what did we do? What did we do? We had a pray session. And we ate kinky. The other shepherds, kinky party. Yeah. What are we? We are thanking God. We, became, we were thanking God. It was a feast. If you've not thanked God, how will you request for the next thing? You've not thanked God for what he has done for you. It is not all bad like that. Though. Is it all bad? Is it all bad? You may not be married. You are, you are not yet married. Even though you have gotten to marital age. But you should thank God that you don't have a bad, bad husband. <laughs> At this time. Who is married? Because you may be hearing your friends. And the problems they are going through. Yeah. Sleepless nights. Crashing cars. Because of the, their husband. I mean, one husband will wave at her, uh, the wife in town. You know, that's after three months of seeing the wife in town. Like, he, the man was driving, his wife was just driving this way with, his friend, with her friend. And then they got into traffic. You know, and the husband did this. <laughs> and continued. This, this is my husband. He has not, she had not seen him for three months. And when they saw each other in the traffic, he just waved. And then continued. What's up? Good to see you. And then continue. They are not divorced, though. Husband. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think it's a joke? <laughs> you should be thanking God that you are not married. Yeah. Listen, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you should be grateful to God that your children have not come yet. When your children come, you see that one will be holding your leg. One be sitting on your neck. One be holding your nose. You can't breathe. Bible reading will become a problem for you. These are days of rest. God is giving you days of rest. <laughs> Extended days of rest before, before the children come. Yeah. <laughs> you have prayer time. You can pray. When the, you'll be shocked. Yeah. There are women who there's post what 
Is it postnatal depression? Post what? Postpartum depression. Depression that comes after giving birth for ladies who don't have help. Like nobody's holding their child for you. You can go mad. There are some ladies who feel like killing their children. They can throw their child away. One woman drowned her own, her own daughter. Drowned her cry sharp. Her pressure is too much. Before she realized she had drowned the child. The child is crying. Where Jimmy Carrado? Keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. The child was gone. It's tired. You should be thanking God that you don't have children now. <laughs> it's a key. Be grateful. Wherever you find yourself. You see, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, 19, and 20. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Giving thanks for all things. Giving thanks for all things. So all the things that are coming, give thanks. There's give thanks in the problem. But then there's, this one is give thanks for the problem. For the problem. For all things. For all things. For all things. Thank you, Father, that I lost the baby. <laughs> Can you say that? And you start rejoicing. I lost the baby. I lost the baby. I lost the baby. I lost. Thank you, Father, that I lost it. Can you do that? Thank you, Father, that I'm not married. 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 God for all things. Thank you that I'm not employed. I no get job. I no get job. I no get job. I no get job. <laughs> Thank God that you don't have a job. Yeah. Giving thanks always for all things. One pastor whose daughter, whose daughter had left the house following boys all over the place was caught on things. I mean, this is a, 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 a prodigal daughter. Yes. And they had prayed. Ah, they had been praying, praying, praying. Lord, my daughter, you know that I'm a child. I'm your servant. Ah, man, no, no. They had prayed and nothing. As the more they prayed, the stubborn the girl gets. Yeah. Stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Stubbornness. Stubborn. Then they saw this verse. I think a preacher preached it. And they heard it. So they started thanking God for the problem. Thank you, Father, that our daughter is a vagabond. And she's a runaway. She's sleeping around. Thank God for, I mean, it's heavy to say. It's not heavy to say. It's in the Bible. So you say, it's in the Bible. Thank God for it. Yes. Thank God. Started saying thank you for this thing. I think two days later, the, the girl, the, someone not the opener, it was a girl crying. I'm sorry for everything. I've given my life to Christ. It's been 25 years. She's married with children, everything, everything is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you learn to thank God for the problem, it's a delivery system. That is the, that's Jumia. God's Jumia. I tell you, God's Jumia is, is, uh, is what's it called? It's this joy, thanksgiving. Yeah. Joy and thanksgiving. Yes. Why would you put praises in front of a wall with cymbals and trumpets and trombones 
in front of a very wild world that is going to destroy your lives. Everybody is going to die. What will you say to the king? King, you are not serious. Oh, king, live forever, but you are a fool. Live forever, this one there, you are a fool. You are not thinking. Yeah. Machine guns are coming. Grenade. Everything is coming. Rockets are coming. And you say, let's praise. Let's praise the beauty of holiness. This is, I'm talking about Jehoshaphat and, and Judah. When all those wild nations gathered against them in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, they gathered against them. They, are, they were ready to be, they were going to annihilate them. That was, that was the end. <laughs> that was the end. I just remembered a certain story of a certain he, she, you know, who wrote an exam and didn't pass. Another he, she, who had written about eight exams and had not passed, <laughs> was happy and rejoicing. And this one who had one was questioning God. God, if you loved me, why, would you have, why did you make me fail? You are you a joke. This one who had eight, whatever, has now she said, is this one A, whatever, this, 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 all over the place. Yeah. You will not praise God. Be there. You want to be fruitful? Learn to do dances in your room. Do that from glory to glory in your room. Don't come and do it only here. From glory to glory. No, no, do it in your room. In your room. Dance in your room. Shout in your room. Listen, lock your door and dance. Give the Lord a dance in your room. Thank God for the problem. Thank God for the challenges. Thank God that you don't have this. Thank God that you don't have that. Thank God for everything. Yeah. Paul and Silas had been beaten. Their backs were bleeding. The Bible says at midnight. The prisoners heard them. Unless you don't believe in them. Or maybe, maybe you have another method. I don't know. I don't know which one you are, you like. Their backs were bleeding. They were beaten, battered, bruised. They weren't criticizing God and cursing God. Where were, where were, where were you? When they were, look at, look at all the things. Since I believe in you, since I started preaching for you, look at all the, the things I'm going through. Look at all the I'm doing your work. Look at what you're doing to me. You have to be careful. If you do, I'll not serve you again. I've served you for many years. Look at all I'm going At midnight. Midnight is, the, is in the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the problem. Paul and Silas. Listen, this is a key. It's what? It's a key. You use a key whether you feel it or not. If you want entrance to the house, just use a key. Just use a key. I don't feel like, I don't feel like using this key. This key is not comfortable. It's not nice. It doesn't look attractive. Ah, does he open the door? He opens the door. <laughs> he opens. Ah, just enter. What are you talking about? Why are you crying and saying other things? Just use the key. Dance and jump even when you don't feel like it. You don't need a feeling. It's serious business. It is the highest form of prayer. Praise is the, high, is the highest form of prayer. When you are praising God, it's, the, it's too high. You, you, in the midst of your challenge, you are praising God. It's very high. Very high. It's the greatest expression of faith. Yes. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, next verse, 
suddenly. There'll be a sudden, a sudden in your life. And suddenly. This is, a, this is the miracle. This is the sudden, sudden multiplication, sudden turnaround, sudden change, sudden, suddenly. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Didn't affect only them. Everyone else had some fruitfulness come into their lives. So it's time to praise God. It's time to be grateful to God. It is time to be praised, to, to be grateful. It's a season of praise. Season of what? Praise. Don't think about the, if you're worrying, eh, worry is what blocks the flow of the power of God. <laughs> worry. 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 You see. It would de yunya. How do you say that in English? It will eat you up. To eat your eyes. Hmm. Worry. I always says be anxious for nothing. Joseph Prince had a vision. You know Joseph Prince? Great man of God. He had a vision. And there were some pipes. Like uh, the... He saw something like the, seven, the golden candlestick, the menorah, with seven different pipes connected to different things. Family, one was labeled family, one was, uh, that's children, another was labeled finances, another was labeled um, health, another was labeled, labeled ministry, another was labeled career, another was labeled some, I mean, different, different labels. Do you see? And he was just, it was all connected to him. And everything was flowing right. There was blessings from, from, for, for children flowing, marriage flowing, everything flowing nicely. And then he started worrying about his children. He started worrying, hey, what if my children uh, get knocked down by a car or something? What if? As he started worrying about the possibilities of his children having a problem, that flow cut. There was a cut in it. Then he started worrying about his marriage. It also cuts. Then he started worrying about his ministry. It also cuts. Then he started worrying about his finances. It also cuts. Then he said, hey. He woke up. God told him, this is what happens to you when you are worrying. Yes. Worry. Don't think that worrying is a, is a it's responsibility. It's a sign of responsibility. It's like you are very, it's a sign of care. Don't be too grown. You are too grown. When you do No, no, no. You're 25, but you have started worrying already. What will you do when you're 65? Hey! At the time you're 65, you will be left one strand, strand of hair on your head. <laughs> All your hair will fall out. Only one strand like this. <laughs> wow! You like my message or don't like my message? Be careful for nothing. This God talk is this, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, and thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is the is the is the uh, uh, whatever is the binding unit. You, you you mix everything with Thanksgiving. Yes, prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And uh-huh. oh, it's not this one. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Your heart and your mind will be kept in Christ. Your heart and your mind, all the all the agitations will leave. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Rise upon your feet and thank God for what I shared with you. Welcome to your season of fruitfulness. Exceeding fruitfulness and great multiplication.
Hallelujah. Give God glory. Father, we are grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you help us hold on to your word. We receive grace to hold on to your word, Lord. We receive grace for the manifestation of your word. Yes. Thank you that truly this year will bear fruits, exceeding fruits, and will be greatly multiplied on every sphere of our lives. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout if you have a voice. It's a new year of many nice, beautiful things. Don't be one of those who have issues with tithing. No. Tithing is like acknowledging God for all the nice things he has given to you and saying thank you to him. Yes. Be a grateful child of God and give a tenth of all that God has given to you. Yes. Always be a grateful child of God and give a tenth of all that God has given to you. You know, whatever anyone gives to me, I just give a tenth straight. I'm, I, mean, I mean, I don't keep my tithe at all. I have the church's account. So as soon as I get it now, at the end of the month, I check what God has given. I record it and send it to uh, the finance people. Yeah. Because I don't want to steal from God. Because all the money that God has given... It's from him. Do you acknowledge that it's the Lord who has blessed you? Who has given all the money that you have? All the gifts. And you don't tight only on your pay. Your salary. When someone gives you 200 CDs. Oh, this one, this one. Yeah, we said this one. This one always was was, for the the road. I received some money. Okay, I received some money. And I gave it immediately to somebody. Very huge amount of money. When I received it. It wasn't my money, so I, like, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't for me. It's a seed for somebody. So I gave a seed, the seed to somebody. And I didn't give a, a tenth of it. And I asked my wife, I didn't give a tenth of it. Is it okay? And she said, no, you're supposed to give your tithe. I said, oh, ah. But I think you didn't even spend two minutes with me. What are you talking about? She said, no, you have to give your tithe. I was quiet for some time. And the Lord spoke to me. That, give it. Yes. Can you imagine? Hey, dear, hey. I was, I was like, ah. I just give the thing to the person. No? And the Lord said, what if the person does not give the time of it? Say it came to you before. It was given to you. It was your money. It became your money and you gave it to somebody. So, hey. I was shocked. Some years ago, when after CISOing conference, I don't, we don't give a tithe of it. We give tithe of everything, but CISOing money Charlie, we are going to build, we are going to do this project. And the Lord spoke to me, give a tenth of all. I said, this one too. But we are come to you to do your house. Give a tenth of all. Hey. So that big money that God gives to us on a yearly basis, we take a tithe. Pastor, Pastor, we take a tenth of it and we give it to other ministries. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? So stop saying, oh, a tithe is for our salary. It's not only your salary. <laughs> Whatever gift God gives to you. Yes. I mean, shoe, you may not quantify it. and those. That's what I'm talking about. When it comes to you in cash, I'm not saying cut your shoe, divide it into ten, and then bring one to the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. You can't do that. Like if God gives you a pair of shoes, then you look for an old one and bring it. 
like, oh, this is the tenth of the new one. No, that's not what we are talking about. If it's cash, it's easy to give. That gift is not easy to give. You know. So I know that the Lord is going to bless you. He says, do this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing. Yes. Abundance is coming for you. Yes. Band-breaking testimonies are coming for you. This month where we give first fruits will be your greatest month of financial influence. You will have so much. You will have so much this month. You will not go down this month. You will have a lot. A lot is coming to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I prophesy goodness, financial breakthroughs in the name of the Lord Jesus for you. Your account will have money flowing into it. Contrasts are coming to you. Contrasts you never thought would come to you are coming to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The multiplication that God has been speaking about is happening to you right now from henceforth in the name of the Lord Jesus. The light of God's word that is coming out of this altar is coming into your life in a very special way and bringing super abundance to you. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. God bless you for giving your fight. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. Now I want to partake in the communion. Is it a good thing? Bring the communion. You know, I wanted to tell them to stop. And the Lord told me, someone's miracle, you are withholding someone from his miracle. Hey! The Lord said, you are withholding someone's miracle from him. Yes. yes. So your miracle is in this, in this thing right now. It's the miracle meal. And as you partake of it, something great is coming for you. Health and healing in your body. Changes in your finances. Blessings of wisdom and grace is coming to you. New revelations of Jesus is coming to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Productivity is coming for you. Yes. I see the Lord straightening. You know, I see a, a leg that is broken, twisted. And the Lord is releasing that leg for it to be straight once again. It's both literal and, and spiritual. Yes. Every crooked walk, every crookedness in your walk is being straightened through this communion that we are partaking of. In the name of the Lord Jesus. A miracle is coming into your life. Yes. Every crookedness in your walk is being straightened as we partake in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. The body and blood of Jesus broken and shed for you. Please you can serve it. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.